You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And it's another podcast. Lewis? Yes. That wasn't fun Sunday. <laughs> there hasn't been many fun Sundays up to this point. No, so, but uh, that, you know, anytime you lose to Brady, it makes you feel, you know, <laughs> he's the guy you want to beat the crap out of. And we did not seem to do that. It looked like he beat the crap out of us. He did. He I mean, was good. on fire. Yeah. I mean, th- this may have been his most successful game ever against us. I mean, I'm, I'm trying oh, to I think, think so. Back. 400 yards, five touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we've ever played this poorly against him. You know, we usually do a pretty good job on him. We rattle him. Uh, we get him out of his game. You know, we just didn't see any I think of we're kind of missing that pass rush, Lewis. We're missing a pass rush. We're missing coverage down the field. I mean, there were times where they were draped around them. And he, he, he got passes off that were completed. I mean, I'll, I'll use a perfect example, the one to Antonio Brown over the middle. Uh, you know, it was a great pass. But, uh, you know, Howard was trailing him by, you know, six, seven, eight yards, whatever the case may be. And it was a 10-yard pass that went for I don't know how many yards. It was crazy. I mean, you know, he just ran it. Uh, I think it was 62 yards, uh, you know, on a 10 yard completion. And, yeah, it was, it was that kind of day. It was that kind of day. So, I mean, you know, it, we, we expected the score to be something like this, but we didn't expect it to, to be a situation where the offense was somewhat efficient and the defense was just absolutely, absolutely horrendous. Um, had the defense played a little better, the score would have been a lot closer. I mean, there was a point in this game where, you know, we were down by a touchdown in the second half, and, um, you know, we just just let it get away. That simple. I mean, going into the fourth quarter, Mike, the score was 24-17. to 17. Yeah. I mean, we were right there. It didn't feel like it, though. Well, I mean, you know, but you had – yeah, you're, you're sitting there and you're watching this and you're like, this is a lot better than what, what I expected. I mean, uh-huh. as I was watching the game, that's the way I felt. I was like, holy shit, what we're I down by a touchdown going a, in the Make a play, quarter. make a play, get us right Do back something. in this thing. Yep. Do something, right. I mean, our offense goes down the field, we put a nice drive together, and you feel good about it. You're right back in the game. And then what do they do? They just allow Tampa to go right back up the field on a drive. I mean, they, they, and, and you know what, Mike, it was the ease that they did it at. It wasn't the fact that they, you know, that they, they were scoring points. It was just the ease they were doing it at. There was nobody making plays on the defense collectively, secondary, pass rush. 
linebackers, nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing at all out of them. And uh, the result is, you know, losing by three touchdowns, whatever it was, four touchdowns. Um, you know, in the end, you're just like, oh, God. I mean, we got outscored 21 nothing in the fourth quarter. I mean, you know, but it was a game for three quarters. So, um, you know, as I said, the offense was much better this week. And the defense just went in a in a in a bad direction. You know, they went they went south again. And we didn't think they could go any farther south. Well, they kind of did. They collectively were just bad. So and this is a great offense, don't get me wrong, but you know, minus Grinkowski, uh, you know, you kind of said, okay, well if we can lock down on their outside guys, um, you know, we got a shot here if we can get some pressure on the quarterback. But um he completed, I think, thirty out of his forty passes. And it was ugly. You had, you said it, four hundred and eleven yards. Yeah, on thirty completions, Mike. You know, you do the math. You know, in regard to the average per per throw, per completion out of him. I mean, and then Gabbard comes in and throws for you know he's three of three for forty yards. The backup, you know. Yep. So it's like, you know. Uh, we didn't even, you, you don't even throw that in the mix, right? I mean, you know, you're looking at Brady's 411 yards. Well, you know, you got to add another 40 to that. So they had 450 yards passing on our defense. And, um, you know. It looked like it. I mean, look, both yes. the corners were hobbled. Both yeah. of them. So it was just a bad week to play that team. I mean, it really was. Uh, they, they were both hobbled during the week, and they both looked hobbled on Sunday. So. I mean, I give him credit for going out there and playing. I wonder why Benogany wasn't in better position to go out there and help, but that's a whole nother story. Uh, he wasn't even active. so That's I, telling week in and week yep. out, Mike. It's just, you know, we talk about it all the time. You're absolutely right. I mean, we've got guys injured, playing injured. So you would think that, you know, if this guy is playing that poorly in practice, or not showing them anything in practice to where he's inactive every week, then um, I, I don't know. I mean, if you can't get on the field in this situation, when are you ever going to be on the field is the question. Well, when, apparently not anytime soon. Not anytime soon. I, I mean, ugh. I mean, I, I, you know. I mean, that's troubling, but that's, that's the least of our troubles. You know, Ro, Romo during the telecast, uh, mentioned the fact that Igbenogany was inactive and Jackson got demoted to guard or moved from tackle to guard. And he talked about our draft picks. He talked about Tua a little bit, you know, and he said, you know, this is the concern with this team. And he mentioned the fact that, you know, they need playmakers on both sides of the football. And, yeah, you know, I've heard that before. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, he sounded like us. You know, he was basically saying word for word what we've been talking about for the last couple of years that, you know, through the draft, they're just not getting it done is what he was saying in a, in a nice way, you know, mm -hmm. obviously, because nowadays uh, it seems like everybody has to be somewhat politically correct and they're not trying to, you know, bash anybody, so on and so forth. So he said it in a very subtle and nice right. way that, right. you know, they, they, are, they are failing in the draft. And that's the bottom line. And even through free agency, you know, they they haven't really done anything, in, you know, down that road as well. So, 
you know, this is the result of it. And, um, <clears throat> you know, this is the team that we've got to, you know, we've got to roll with the rest of the year. And, uh, you know, we just got to hope that we see improvement from guys like Eichenberg. Um, I believe Tua is going to come back this week, right? Is that, you know, right now that's what the well, talk they, is? they seem to be leaning in that direction. I guess we'll find out more as the week goes on. We will find out. Um, you know, so we can only hope that, uh, you know, they build on the offense at least builds on what they, what they did last week because I think they had maybe their best game yet, you know, collectively. Um, the offense looked like an NFL offense as opposed to what they had been running out there. They did. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed the way they used Gaskin. I think that is the way Gaskin should be used. He is that kind of player. He's got great hands. He's a little bit elusive. Throw it to him. And we talked about yep, that. We did. We, we've been talking about it. Get him in the flat. Your quarterback needs a safety valve, and that's that guy is great at that. So use him. Uh, right. And, and finally they did. So I'm, I'm glad they did, and I hope they continue to. Right. I mean, I, obviously it was successful. It's football season, baby, and you know what that means? It means we're going for two here with the sponsor of today's show, Manscaped. Blitzing through hairs has never been easier, and it's time you join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by using code FINFANS at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping. It's three and out the window with all other trimmers. Now go tame that wildcat offense. The world is starting to open, and the Performance Package 4.0 for Manscaped is here to help you get ready. Inside, you'll find the brand new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, plus two free gifts Performance Boxer Briefs and the Shed Travel Bag. The Performance Package 4.0 for Manscaped is the perfect package for your package. And a key for great grooming and hygiene routine to make sure the boys downstairs are smooth like Tom Brady in the fourth quarter. The brand new Lawnmower 4.0 is here to take your defense to the next level. This fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on off switch can engage a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn on a 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? Rain, snow, or sleet are no match for the waterproof power of the 4.0. There's no 15-yard penalty for this clipping. The package also comes with the Weed Whacker. This elite nose and ear hair trimmer is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This trimmer also has proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. After trimming your footballs, show them some love with Manscaped Liquid Formulations. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner are here to take your ball game to the next level. We have an exclusive offer for our audience. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FINFANS at manscaped.com. Manscaped also threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code FINFANS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FINFANS. 
stiff arm your pubes out of the playoffs this year with Manscaped. Keep in mind that we had our two our two best receivers not play this week. So right. the fact that the you know and and of course more offensive line changes. So you throw those two factors in and you saw the efficiency, then you know you're thinking, well, you know what? Maybe maybe we'll see something better. You know, if Parker's able to come back and then of course Fuller is out for another couple of weeks. I think he's got two more games uh before he can come back. Right. And you know, hopefully you can build on it from week to week. You know, Preston Williams, uh, you know, depth. He showed why he should be on the team over Albert Wilson or any of these other guys that we have right now, right? I mean, he went out, he had some plays, he got the pass interference call in the end zone. So, um, you know, the depth that we have with him, you know, he showed that he's worthy because he stepped in. I felt he did a pretty good job. He had a 34-yard reception in the game. He, he made some plays. And mm-hmm. that's what you want, you know, out of, out of a guy that uh, that hasn't really played much this year. So, you know, on top of Gaskin, I felt he played well. Um, you know, Gasicki and Waddle, you know, I, I just don't know. I mean, you would think that with the other guys down, that these would be two key elements in your offense. And, um, you know, not the case. I, you know, and I, I don't know what the issues are there. I think maybe it's just the fact that they're not getting open um, because it seemed like Brissett did have time to throw this week for the most part. For the most I, part. You know, I don't know how many pressures he had, Mike. On uh, maybe He had 15 13. on thir- 13 out of 39. Yep. Uh, 39 attempts. So one out of every three he was pressured on. Not bad, you know, with our offensive line. We'll take that, right? You know, I think that's a fair game. I, I don't, yeah. you know, that to me is generally what it's going to be against that defense. I'll take that. Yep. You know, so they they were somewhat efficient in that aspect. So maybe there's some positives going forward on that side of the football. There is. My only concern is even though they moved uh, Austin Jackson inside to guard, right? His pass blocking grade was still forty eight nine. Right. You know. Well, so I, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do with him. Uh, my advice would be sit him down and put Kinley back in. Yeah. Or one of the other guys on the roster that can play guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really think that he needs to sit down because uh, he's just not getting it done. And I understand that was his first game at guard, and I'm sure that had something to do with it. But when you watch him, he is literally getting manhandled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've and been watching that, that it. has nothing to do with where you're playing. Right. Well, inside, you would think that he has the guy directly in front of him. It's more, you know, man-on-man blocking right there, right? Slightly bigger people. Slightly bigger people, but you don't have that speed right. to where he can get beat around the outside or, you know, get beat inside. Right, you know, more it, in a phone a, booth. Right. You're, you're, you're surrounded by two other guys, so... Obviously, you know, you have basically the guy directly in front of you to block and you just got to, you know, you got to take him out. And, you know, I talked to me and you talked uh, prior to the podcast last week and I said, Mike, he's a step away when you, when you, um, I believe you sent me uh, a text and we talked on the phone and I said, he's a step away from getting benched. Um, they moved him inside. The next step is going to the bench. And, yep. um, you know, again, we talked about Igbenogany. We're going to talk about him now, or we just did, and you know this is the this is the problem. You know your number one picks, 
are just are problems. They're not right? solutions. They're, they're problems. They're, they're Mike. <laughs> they're they're legitimately our worst players on on you know on the team yeah, right now. Well, I that's think what that, I'm saying they're they're problems. They're not solutions. It's, I mean, it's it, very frustrating. It absolutely is when you have number one picks that are inactive and on the verge of getting benched. Uh, that's a problem, and that's where the difference lies. I mean, you think about it. If Austin Jackson, if we had hit on that pick, and he was playing solid offensive line, and you have him and Eichenberg, two young guys playing next to each other, Eichenberg actually had a fair game considering it was his first game at left tackle. And that's a good defensive line, I mean, as well. I mean, you know, so, you know, give him credit. Uh, He did a decent, you know, he did a solid job. But if you had his run block grade was elite, Eichenberg. Right. I mean, but you know that comes with a grain of salt, Mike, because we only ran the ball seven or eight times. Well, so, but on those seven or eight plays, right. he blocked well. Right. right. Exactly. Listen, I think Eichenberg's going to be fine. I think Jackson is, is a major problem right now, and um, you know it 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 hurts. It really does. You know, you see. You look around the NFL, you see the guys that, you know, that were on the board when we drafted these guys, and it just makes me sick. You know, I watch a lot of football every Sunday, and it just makes me sick to my stomach. It just and does. Monday and Thursday. and Monday and Thursday. <laughs> you know, you're watching Jonathan Taylor last night, you know, early in the game, catch a ball in the flat and go 73 yards for a touchdown. And you're like, we could have had this guy. <laughs> Instead, we have Igbenogany inactive week in and week out and we talk about this every week and you know i i think mike i'm gonna i'm gonna not mention it ever again i'm just done with it that's the last time i'm gonna mention that because it just it just it just infuriates me every single time i watch this guy play 230 pounds with speed and and we draft a guy that you know is just like okay you know you got two solid corners what the Frig, are you guys doing? What are you thinking? Well, I, I'm sure they were thinking that if Jones goes down or Howard goes down, they've got a guy that can step in and play, and when he's not stepping in for them, he can play the slot. Can't play if he's inactive, Mike. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I you didn't know, say the plan worked. <laughs> no, it didn't. It didn't work. And um, I'll tell you what, somebody's going to be eating crow at the end of this season. I, I hope it doesn't fall on Flores. Because I think that they're trying to do everything they possibly can. I think um, he's getting some criticism now because the you know he's a defensive guru. Yeah, everybody, and, everybody's getting criticism. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's and Mike, you know what? It they're not being overly competitive. That's where the problem lies. Agreed. You know, the losses. If the losses were losses, like I'm seeing around the league yeah i said you know, that to somebody else this week I, yeah i said if, if the losses are you know uh 20 to 17 and you and you lose a slugfest all right you live with that right but when you're not competing and getting embarrassed week after week it's frustrating it's very frustrating very frustrating yeah. so you know it, it is what it is now uh, you you got to look through it and, and try and find positives. And, and you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing that. I mean, like I said, you know, Jones and, and Howard weren't 100% healthy. Uh, right. I'm sure they're going to get healthier and the defense will play somewhat better. You know, Lewis, we watch the games every week. And, uh, you know, one of the guys you obviously watch is, is Jerome Baker. You know, he's your linebacker. It's a, it's a, it's a visible position. 
mm-hmm. and uh, I don't see what I want to see out of, out of the linebacker, and he's hurting us. Yeah, he's he's one of many. Um, it's funny, Mike, because when they signed him, we talked on yep. the phone, and then I believe we did a podcast shortly thereafter. And I said, you know, I'm not in practice every day. Obviously, they see something in him. I don't know what they're in, you know, their infatuation is. The only thing they can see in him is he's a decent pass rusher. That's it. But he doesn't, they don't send them enough. At least I don't think they do. If that's that that, that may be, but maybe he needs to be playing defensive end in passing situations instead of some of the guys that we have there. But the point is, Mike, what is that, you know, he hasn't been productive. And when they signed him to that new contract, me and you talked, and I said, I don't understand the infatuation with him. I just don't. Um, I don't think that – I think he's an average football player. Um, I don't know if that contract warrants, you know, what – you know, the, what his play on the field does not warrant the money that he's making. And, you know, he's, he's – right, you're exactly right. He's part of the problem as well. Uh, you know, you don't see enough plays out of him. And this is – this is what his fifth year. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, they got to take a real strong look at uh, you know the guys that are going to be back on this football team next year. You know, we talk about playmakers, and um, we're just not seeing it enough out of these guys. You know, he's he's got one of the better contracts on our team right now. Correct. He does. Yeah, they ju- uh, they just redid it a little bit ago. Exactly. So I mean, behind X Man and a few other guys. You know, he's right there. And, you know, Landon Roberts is like a carbon copy of him if you look at the where they excel. Right. For a hell of a lot less money. Yeah, but neither one of them excel against the run. They both have almost identical grades against the run now that I'm looking at this. Right. Baker is 37.8 and then Roberts is 37.2. Right. Uh, so, oh, you know, I mean, these are your linebackers and, and they struggle to play the run. And that's right. that's a problem. <laughs> You know, but I, I don't think this defense is really designed to stop the run. I think it's more designed to stop the pass, and I get that. But still, they're, they're liabilities. I mean, if, if you had average players against the run, I'd feel a lot better than, you know, really subpar players. Right. I mean, I, I'm fine with the design, Mike, okay? But you still have to be capable of making plays when teams right. run against you. Right. I mean, that's that's what you want. You want versatile linebackers that are able to be productive. And those grades through five games are just hideous. And Baker those makes are, a lot of tackles, but they're downfield. It's, right. it's like the Kiko Alonso situation all over yeah. again. Right. Two. I mean, two out of our three linebackers are grading out against a run that low. I mean – you understand why we're losing football games. You know, why teams are going over 100 yards every right. week against us. Um, you know, it, it, listen, th- there's a lot of problems on this team across the board. Um, you know, when Howard and Jones are, are out there, you know, just fighting to get through a game because they're somewhat injured, there's nobody else picking up the slack. You know, uh, 45 points. There you go. I mean, against the Colts the week before, a team that was, you know, not playing very good offensively um, came in and they were able to move the football on us. I mean, it's been every single team up to this point. So uh, the defense has problems. 
Baker is definitely one one of the issues. Um, they're, they're, you know, it's across the board. You know, they're they're just not playing well as a unit, and and it's a problem. They've got to take a good, strong look at this roster at the end of the season. If the season continues to go in the direction it is, um, you know, they're you know they're they're going to have to make some major, major moves on this team, and. Um, I think that some of our draft picks, you know, of just a year ago may not even be around when the time comes. I mean, you know, that's that's how poorly they're playing. I mean, I don't know if they warrant even being on the roster if things don't get better for them. So, you know, it it it's a struggle and that's the reason we're losing football games. It's just it's just as simple as that. Guys just aren't producing. Guys you want, guy our big, you know, some of our bigger players are not producing. Some of our High draft picks are not producing. Thus, one and four. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, well, know, Emmanuel Ogba is producing. He's yes he's, uh, playing very well. Yeah, Wilkins has looked good at, at seventy nine one. Um, the only place he struggles a little bit is tackling. He's got to get that down, but uh, he's playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Scarlett's playing well. Zach Sealer's playing well. Uh, John Jenkins is playing well. Andrew Van Ginkle is playing well, but his tackling is poor. Um, and we saw that in this game. Oh, yep. so many missed tackles. So many. Yep. Extending so, plays. You know, these these guys have got to step it up just a little bit. You know, if everybody can just give a little bit more, get a little bit better at their weaker areas, uh, you know, I think they can put a defense together again that, that is effective. Um, guys just have to live up to their end of the deal. They do. And you know what, Mike, we, we didn't touch on this at all. You know, Brissett, um, actually in this past game, you know, we talked about the offense as a whole, but he played a really good football game. I mean, he played injured. He came back out. Well, he was, he was only on the field for 22 minutes. I give him, I give him credit. Doesn't matter how long he was on the field. <laughs> you ever pull a and hamstring? I'm not, including, I'm not including a locker room time. Is that what it, is that what it was? A pulled hamstring? I um, don't know if it was pulled or, or pulled or, groin whatever yeah, that's that's I, not that's not fun and the bottom yeah. line is is that i felt he had a very very good football game um didn't make an awful lot of bad throws no he had his best game for us by far he did um you know and it, it, he played solidly you and, know what's interesting uh, to me lewis what's that i see people saying why didn't we play reed senate the third string the third string quarter right yeah I mean, why would you? If, well, um, that's my question. Why would you? Uh, you know, do you want to lose sixty to nothing? I mean, why would you? Right. Yeah. I, I basically, yeah. We on the page, the dolphin page, we talked about that a little bit in one of the threads. The thing is, this is that uh, Brissett was doing a fine job. He wasn't the reason. You know, he kept us in that game for a while. In all honesty, until I mean, until the fourth quarter. Till the fourth quarter. I mean, the defense let up. I mean, again and again and again. I mean, he got us back into the game, put an exceptional drive together, and uh, the defense failed us. I mean, I don't know what he did wrong. Now, if he threw three interceptions over the course of the first three quarters, um, I get it. But I don't think he did anything wrong to warrant going no, to the he bench. He had one interception that went through Wall's right. hands. Right, right, yep, exactly, exactly. So the bottom line is, is that there's I I don't understand what people want. I mean that that kid, you know, he did he did a great job in the preseason. I liked what he did, but 
you throw him into this mix and um, you're just asking for trouble. Like you said, it would have been 60 to nothing. Period. I mean, Brissett's working with these guys all week. That defense would have got all excited yeah. <laughs> for a rookie yeah. quarterback. Yes. And they'd have blitzed the hell out of him. And right. It wouldn't have been looking good. Trust me. Well, what's going to be interesting, Mike, going forward is, you know, the tour return this week, and we, we'll see how he does. Well, the going same thing may the- happen there. Yeah. I mean, we don't know because, uh-huh. I mean, Jacksonville's defense is, you know, they're they're not they're not a, a defense that you're going to worry about in any way, shape, or form, you know. But you know, you know, getting back to being competitive, right? You look around the league and you see that Jacksonville, you know, has been playing okay. And I mean, God, they have a rookie head coach, a rookie quarterback. They have new players all over the place, and they're playing averagely, right? They're playing on an average level. Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 at any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943, so I'd say this is a no-brainer. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, throw down $1 in any NFL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know, Mike, you look around the league and uh, you see other teams being extremely competitive. I mean, look at the Texans, right? I mean, they're one in four, just like we are. But, you know, they played the Patriots very tight. I mean, you know, the Patriots had to win late in that game. They had to come back to win that game. You look at the Detroit Lions. Uh, you know, they traded Stafford. They got Dan Campbell there. And, um, you know, the Vikings had to kick a 60-yard field goal to beat them yesterday. I mean, they're, they're being competitive. And you look at our team and it just, you know, it, it just, it's mind boggling as to why they're not playing in football games week in and week out. You know, teams are just kind of, you know, they're, they're just having their way with us. And, um, you know, that's where the frustration is lying right now. You know, going forward, you know, they, they've got to do something. And I don't know what that something is, but right now, um, this team is, you know, going in a bad way. And in the wrong direction. And they've well, got to do something to spark them. I don't know what it's going to take, but they have to have something spark them. You made me think of kneecaps when you mentioned Detroit. But right. as far as our team, <laughs> we've got Tua coming back. Okay, and I think that if he is ever going to spark this team, he will spark them now. He has to. He has to. And our schedule lightens up. We do play Buffalo in a couple of weeks, which won't be fun. But aside from that, we've got three games surrounding them that we should be competitive and hopefully win in. Right. Um, so 
you know, they can turn it around. I, I don't want people to have their, you know, head, heads down because they can turn it around. The season's not over. They're not done. Um, now, do I think they will? Well, that depends. Uh, the corners are going to have to get healthy because if they're not healthy, we're not winning. Um, so that would be the one thing I would say. And, of course, Tua has to come in and play at a level that Brissett was playing at Sunday. And if he can do that, then I do think we can win games. Right. Yeah, I mean, agreed. Um, you know, they may have to tweak the offensive line. A little bit. A little bit. But right now I think Eichenberg's going to be locked in at left tackle. And I think the other guys are going to be locked in. The center that we picked up has actually done a solid job for us up yes. to this point. Yes. Um, so that's a positive. Um, you know, Parker coming back will be a positive, And in a couple of weeks, Fuller coming back hopefully will be a positive. Well, yeah, we, right. That's a mystery at yeah, this point. We haven't seen anything out of him. And, and again, you know, our number one draft picks, Mike, at some point, you know, they're on the field. They're playing. They have to make plays. Phillips has to make plays. Waddle has to be more involved. Don't understand that whole situation, but this guy has got to be treated as a number one pick and a very high number one pick, and they have to utilize him in 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 that way, shape, and form at this point. Well, you know, he yeah. has that relationship with Tua, so I do think that Tua may look for him a little bit more than uh, Brissett was. Well, let's hope that's the case. And Gesicki, I mean, right now, I mean, you know, he's got one touchdown through five games, and, I mean, he hasn't really had – a great game as of yet. He's not making big plays. I mean, yep. I expected a big year out of him with the guys on the outside, but, you know, we haven't really had, you know, other than, say, week two. Yeah, we I, I think I think it's circumstance, Lou, because if you look at our time of possessions each game, we're, right. we're hovering around the 22-23 minute mark. Right. And uh, you're never going to get the numbers you want with that kind of time of possession. Absolutely not. I mean, we've got issues, Mike. You know, yep. the reason we have that time of possession is due to the fact we don't that run the We're football. not staying on the field. Mike, you know, I don't know how many, exactly, but I don't know how many times Romo said during the uh, telecast that, you know, they're doing, they're doing the right thing by throwing the football on first down and being aggressive because he felt that that was the only way they were going to be successful against yeah, Tampa's against defense. Yeah, Tampa, you're not running. That's, and, that's the consensus. And, you know, so there's a positive in that aspect, you know, to where the coaching staff, you know, got their, you know, got their head out of their ass and, and called a decent game. You know, they, they threw some isolation plays and they threw to the running backs that we've been talking about forever. Now implement some screens. You know, your, your tackles don't do a great job of blocking. Fine. You know, they, you know, you can, you don't even have to fake it, you know, and allow them in because our tackles do a good job of doing that on their own. Throw the ball on the flat on a screen play. It, get well, you, you know why you throw involved. the screens? You don't throw the screens to get a touchdown. You throw the screens to get that defensive end thinking that maybe he can't rush quite as hard as he is. Right. And the linebackers, yep. the same. You know, get yep. Waddle more involved. You know, we get Parker back hopefully next week. So, you know, there are some positives, you know, going into next week. We just have to execute on both sides of the football and put a team effort together. As of right now, 
you know, they're they've got they've got holes all over the place, Mike. I mean, all over the place. It's like walking through a minefield with this team. You know, you you don't know where the hell to step because you know one part of your one part of your team's going to blow up. It's been special teams at times, fumbling punts. It's you know it it's just been an array of mistakes all over the place and just you know, lack of good plays. You know, no, no big plays on either side of the football. They got to do something here. So hopefully, yeah. you know, things change this week. Uh, well, look, they're going to change. Now, I don't know that it's going to be this week, but they're going to change because they can't stay as bad as they've been. They can't. It's impossible. <laughs> uh, so I think we're going to be fine. I honestly do. I just think, you know, the rookies that you're talking about need to get some playing time. I think they've got to get that offensive line settled in. They've got to get their injured players back, and uh, I think we'll be a better team. So, you know, the question is, how quick can they do all that? You know, can can we do that by this Sunday? Can we do that by the Sunday after? We'll see. You know, they got to beat Jacksonville, though, right? <laughs> but, Listen, uh, we said that, you yeah. know, two weeks ago against, yeah, against Indianapolis. The we'll talk home. about Jacksonville more on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, See, you know, Lou, with that, I think I think we're going to close the show today. I mean, that, that game was really depressing, and I don't think anybody wants to talk about that anymore. Uh, you know, I want to talk about going forward, and then the best way to do that will be Thursday. So uh, with that said, I want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, Louis, fins up. Fins up, doll fans. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin podcast network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care. <laughs>